something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I won't let my body outweigh. Outweigh everything that I'm made of Won't spend my life trying to change I'm learning to love who I am I am strong, I feel free I know every part of me is beautiful And I will always outweigh If you feel it, put your hands in the air Show some love to the mirror while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Happy Saturday, Outweigh. I'm Leanne Ellington, and we are here to talk about something that typically carries a lot of shame. And so we're going to talk about it because, A, that's what we do here on Outweigh. But also, I just want to release the stigma and help you give yourself permission to relinquish any shame that you might have so that you can move through it or at least learn how to do that. So when it comes to the diet mentality and body shame and disordered eating and all the internal stress and chaos that comes along side all of that, for so many women, this is their deepest health secret. This struggle with food, their body, the the war in their head, the fight in their hearts, and the shame. All that shame about their body, feeling so out of control all the time, feeling like a failure. For so many women, no one even knows what's really going on. No one knows how much they're really struggling and suffering. Nobody knows how much time and energy they're spending thinking about what they should or shouldn't eat or what they should wear or what they can wear that fits or doesn't look tight or whatever, right? No one knows how much time they're thinking about how bad they actually feel. And so no one knows that they aren't even fully present in their lives. Like that they, that even though, yeah, they might be there in the flesh and blood, they're not really there, right? They're not fully present. And so I hear from women all the time, you know, that are that are thinking about obsessing over things like how many calories that dressing added on their salad at lunch or if they should have told the waiter no croutons. You know, they're they're talking about 
that work dinner coming up and fearing that all their work friends will notice they gained weight or wondering if they'll get that promotion at work because they're too afraid to speak up or show up as a leader because of their weight. Heck, I had one woman share that she was afraid people would wonder how she landed such a catch of a husband when she looked the way that she did. Like, this is real life. That's what she was saying. And this is literally the kinds of things that women share with me. And one time a woman wrote to me and she said, am I crazy? Why can't I just stick to a diet, lose the weight and be happy? I mean, isn't that what normal people are able to do? And she went on to write, I'm scared to death that I'll never be able to feel normal. In fact, I must be crazy because what grown woman would go back to the pantry five times after the kids go to bed and scoop out one more tablespoon of the Nutella that was supposed to last for two months worth of Sunday brunches with the kids, swearing that each time that this would be the last scoop, but the last scoop didn't come until I finished the jar. I mean, what kind of woman loses the battle against Nutella? I'm strong. I'm successful. I manage a team of 25 at my job. I've birthed and raised three children children to be fine humans. I have the most amazing life, yet I'm sitting here battling a jar of Nutella, feeling crazy and out of control and helpless because this is my life. That's what she wrote. And and these are not anomalies, right? I hear stuff like this all the time, but that's not the worst part, okay? The worst part about it is that for most women, no one knows, in her email, she went on to say, I put on this happy face. I try to be perfect, the perfect wife, the perfect parent, the perfect PTA mom, and I crush it at work so everyone who knows me must think I have it all together, but I don't have it all together. I feel like I'm totally unhinged. Would a woman who has it all together be out of control, hiding in her pantry, polishing off a jar of Nutella at midnight if she had it all together? If anyone ever really knew, they would think I was crazy. They would think I was weak. They would lose all respect for me. So I tuck it away deep down so no one can see it. I put on a smile and I make the kids peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the crust cut off, secretly jealous and pissed off at my poor children because they can eat carbs and stay stick thin. And this is my life. It has been for a while, but it's slowly getting more and more out of control. So I hop on the next diet and I go back to the workouts that I don't even like and I do well for a week or two and then it's back to my normal. So again, this was just from one email that I got, but I get emails like this all the time. And this is what most women are dealing with all alone. Okay, so if you're new to this podcast or you're tuning in again, it bears repeating that, you know, the binging and feeling out of control and obsessing and and not stop thinking about food and nonstop thinking about your body. It's all an effect of something else. Right. And and oftentimes it's really just the effect of the nonstop chronic dieting and a hyper obsession with weight or appearance or really a fired and wired restrictive or controlling relationship with food that lives in the brain. Right. And we're just downstream experiencing all the effects. And all of those things, that's what causes women to have such a dysmorphic relationship with their bodies and an even more disordered relationship with food. And so I know that might seem a little bit odd because the mainstream thinking out there and, you know, saying like, hey, if you just want to lose weight or or get air quotes healthy, like you should go on a diet. It's, It's really a simple equation of eat less, move more. 
But not only as you're learning is that not the solution, but that's what actually makes things worse, right? Because then you're forced to live on this in, out, up, down, all or nothing roller coaster, and it's not sustainable. And you're either feeling like you have to go play food police your entire life, you know, counting and measuring and weighing and restricting and obsessing, or you feel like you're going to go off the deep end once you get to that point where you can't possibly handle it anymore and you go eat everything in sight or overindulge or flat out binge. And so again, the conventional wisdom is just saying like, hey, that's okay. You know, be be good to yourself and just get over back on it on Monday, right? Get back on the Monday wagon, get back on the diet, get back on the XYZ, right? But if you're listening right now, it's, it's probably because you know something doesn't add up and, and that that makes it worse and not better. So you're really back to this subject of nobody really knowing the struggle or, you know, food might feel like your dirty little secret. I can't even tell you how many women I talk to that have, you know, husbands or friends or family or loved ones that are just, you know, preaching to them and and from love, from a loving place, of course, but just preaching to them about going on another diet or saying things like, hey, I don't understand. You probably just need a bit more accountability or motivation or, or they try to get them accountable and they're like, let's do this. Like, I'll help you, you know, but not really understanding that it's not that simple. Right. And if you've never struggled with it yourself, you wouldn't be able to get it right. God love them. They're just trying to do their best. But if you've never struggled yourself, you don't understand understand what it's like. And so, you know, for example, if I fall off my bike when I'm a kid and or when I'm an adult, right, let's be honest, and I skin my knee, that's a very specific kind of pain, a skin knee, right? But if I put my hand on a hot stove and I burn my hand, yes, I understand pain, but I don't understand that kind of pain that you feel when you skin your knee if I'm understanding the kind of pain when you burn your hand, right? Two different types of pain, two different experiences. And if your nervous system has never experienced that kind of pain, it wouldn't be able to understand that kind of pain or feel true empathy or compassion, right? It's not that you don't want to, you just can't or they can't. And so someone can emphasize about what they think it feels like to feel overweight. And notice the distinction that I said feel overweight because, you know, there's a lot of women that are at a weight that they actually want to be or they think they should be, but still feel overweight. So we're talking about the body image side of this, not the body side of it, right? But that being said, what makes them think, you know, somebody can empathize with their situation, but if they've never experienced it day in, day out like they have, you know, they're not going to be able to understand it. And so chances are they're not going to be able to support and help you find a solution to a problem that they don't maybe even know or understand that you have, right? But if living in that good, bad, right, wrong, should, shouldn't, always, never, you know, supposed to, need to, on, off, in, out, roller coaster, which is really, you know, I call it the diet mentality, but it's it's the disordered mentality, it's the weight loss mentality, it's the hyper obsession mentality. If you've never experienced that in your life, then you don't get it. You don't know that kind of pain. And, and this isn't just like a, let's look at a day in the life of this. This is nonstop, right? Most of the women I talk to, and this is where I was, it's been their life forever, or it's been the way for decades and they don't even know or remember what it looks like if they didn't see food and their body through this lens, right? And I can't even tell you how many women I talk to that when I talk about this idea of really, you know, tuning in and learning a new language around food so that you don't have to constantly think about it and obsess and stress and and food can just be food. So, you know, so many women are just like, okay, yeah, Leanne, that sounds really great, but I can't even imagine that, right? I can't even fathom that because this has been so deeply ingrained in my brain for so long. 
And because, you know, nowadays diets and short-term Band-Aids are just so readily available and, you know, a lot of women don't know that healing like this is an actual option, they hop back on the next diet and the next diet. I mean, you know, that's what I did for 30 years. And again, remember, it's that diet mentality, the hyper-obsession with weight and appearance, like the extremism that causes all of the binging and feeling out of control or just saying, screw it, what's the point? Like, I'm never going to really heal this anyways or, or whatever your version of the food prism is, right? And so it's a symptom or an effect of that mentality. And that mentality just makes it worse, right? And then it causes us to go even deeper into the cycle of the diet or weight loss or obsession mentality because we are so scared of what will happen if we don't. We're so fearful that we'll go gain a bunch of weight or go off some metaphorical deep end. Like I know that was my big thing, right? And it's that prison of control. And even though it makes us miserable, it feels safer in ways than getting out of it because it feels comfortable. It's what we know. Even if it's really so flipping uncomfortable, it's it's like the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't. So we just, we stay stuck in it, right? And so again, if we're talking to a partner, a friend, anyone who thinks that it really is just a matter of eat less, move more, or if they've never, you know, dealt with it themselves, or maybe, you know, honestly, they're naturally thin or metabolically active and they can just, they've always been able to eat whatever they want, right? Or maybe they never got indoctrinated into the diet mentality and don't even know what it's like to always be thinking about food. Maybe they're just one of those people that food is just food and they just eat and it's never been this emotional thing, right? Or maybe they don't understand conceptually that someone could have an emotional attachment to food. Like maybe that does feel weird or crazy or out of context. And again, they're not trying to be mean. It's just they don't get it, right? So of course, anybody that falls into those categories, they're not going to understand what happens to someone that lives in that cycle day in, day out, right? Obsessing over every morsel of food that touches your lips, you know, constantly thinking about is this good or bad or right or wrong, or just figuring out what you're going to eat the next meal and giving yourself permission to have it during this meal so that you don't feel guilty or, you know, literally your whole life revolving around food, right? And so to an outsider, to somebody who's never experienced this, yeah, I can understand how it probably feels a little bit crazy, but it's not crazy, Okay, and millions and millions and millions of women suffer with this disordered thinking around food in their bodies, and it's not getting better. It's actually getting a lot worse. And diets and obsession with weight and, of course, social media, that's all making it worse. And then feeling like an addict when it comes to food. Now, that is another conversation, an episode all by itself, one that I could speak on for days, to be honest. But again, you can't just fix that with mindset alone, right? So when it comes to these deeply ingrained, fired and wired things in your brain, like I said, there's this ingrained brain wiring that if you don't address it and actually heal the wiring in your brain, especially if it got fired and wired alongside food and sugar, again, it gets it doesn't get better. It gets it gets worse. So I love traveling and coming home to my bed because it's comfy and familiar. I love crawling into it. Well, what if you could take your bed on the road with you so that way you got good night's sleep while you're on a trip? And it's not your entire bed, but at least your bedding, which is the best part. Let me introduce you to Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding. 
Now, Cozy Earth is travel-friendly and hassle-free, and the bedding comes in these adorable totes, which makes it really easy for you to take it on trips with you. They also have really amazing loungewear, so if you're on a long flight, you can stay cool and comfy with Cozy Earth's temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew. And it'll add a touch of style to your travel ensemble as well. So whether you're exploring stuff near or far, take a little bit of home with you. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code OUTWAY at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know that we sent you after you check out. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, I wouldn't be who I was if we didn't mention the self-image and all the shame that comes alongside this. Because there's another cost to that diet mentality that people have never experienced it themselves, wouldn't understand, right? And it's the part that comes alongside that big struggle that's taking up all our mental real estate. And if you've never understood it or experienced it, you wouldn't get it. And for me, this is also why, you know, trainers, um, you know, fitness people that had never really experienced feeling disconnected from their body, you know, telling me that burpees were going to change my life. Or, you know, nutritionists that never struggled with this themselves, but were, you know, telling me the importance of kale and why it was a superfood, it never fully resonated with me, right? And again, like, thank you for them. They're amazing. But they could never really understand what I was going through. And their advice, like, ended up, unfortunately, being kind of meaningless in the scheme of things. Again, though, their hearts were definitely in the right place, but they didn't know what they didn't know. And they wouldn't ever understand the main emotions that a woman with this problem experienced that we're talking here about like deep toxic shame and anxiety and fear and, and dread and embarrassment and then loneliness and then shame about our shame, like just to name a few, right? And then 
of course, the trickle down effect of that is where we lack confidence, like, or maybe we just flat out lose our confidence, right? And then we just feel even more out of control and go deeper into the cycle of shame and and feeling like a failure. And it forces us to stay stuck in this food prison where if we're not playing, you know, food police, we feel totally out of control, you know, binging, emotional eating, stress eating, comfort eating, whatever. And that's its own prison of shame and feeling like a failure and wondering things like, you know, why am I so smart, but I can't figure this out? Like that is the shame talking. But it also leaves women stuck in this body prison where the inside just doesn't represent the outside and, you know, where their body doesn't reflect this woman that they are. And it makes them feel ugly or unbeautiful or unlovable. Gosh, it made me feel so many things, all of those things. But some women even tell me like they feel totally disgusting when they look in the mirror. I know I did, right? Afraid to be in pictures, not wearing what I wanted to wear, only wearing what fit or, you know, covered my body with baggy clothes and, you know, sitting on the sidelines of life, not participating in activities. You know, like for me, I wasn't going in the ocean. I wasn't playing outside and, you know, in tank tops or having fun in my life, right? And women tell me this too, like they're not playing with their kids. They're not showing up, not to mention just not being present. Because they're so in their head about their body and their weight and food that they're not even present to the conversations that are going on in their life. So they're just merely existing. And that in itself is a prison of shame where women's emotional homes, as in, you know, they wake up every single day feeling this way or or, you know, put themselves there as soon as they think about their body or food, this becomes the emotional home. And again, it's an emotional home of shame and embarrassment and loneliness and just a deeper web of poor self-esteem, right? And that is why we have to talk about it. That's why we're here talking about this today. And I so wish someone had talked to me about this stuff 30 years ago and made me realize I wasn't crazy. And the diet mentality and the self-image and body image struggles that come alongside it, it, it is a really big problem. And a lot of women treat it like it's this thing that, you know, they put it in the category of, oh, like if I lose some weight, that would be awesome. Like that would be nice, but it's not really that big of a deal in the scheme of things. They put it in that category where think, they think it's like a weight loss thing, right? Or they put it into the category of like, well, there's much bigger problems that we should be focusing on. Like I should be grateful for my life, you know? And then a lot of women, they kind of diminish their pain because they feel like other people have it harder or worse. And, you know, they feel silly that their weight causes them so much grief. But I'm telling you, it is not about the weight, ladies, okay? This is taking over your life. If you're listening to this, like this is a really big problem for you and it's not going away on its own and and it does get worse. It really is like a cancer. Like you've got to cut it out. It doesn't go away on its own and doesn't heal itself. But, you know, in order to commit to actually healing it, you first have to acknowledge that it is a really big problem, but not chalk it up or diminish it to a weight loss thing. Like see that, you know, this isn't a food problem. It's a food prison. And it's not a body problem. It's the body prison. And it's not even a willpower or motivation problem. It's the shame prison and the emotional home that you're living in day in, day out that has just become your identity. And you don't know where the goggles that you're seeing yourself through end and where you begin. And, you know, robbing you of your confidence, like not showing up as a beautiful, confident, powerful version of yourself that you know you are inside. But instead, you're kind of witnessing yourself showing up as the shrunken version of yourself that feels uncomfortable in her skin and doesn't know how to get her confidence back. 
And ladies, again, like I, I totally get it. I lived it most of my life. And this is where my clients are before they come to work with me and before we talk about what it takes to actually heal it. And so I just want to tell you this, like, first of all, you're so not alone, right? And there is nothing dirty about this secret. And if you are resonating with anything I'm sharing, it doesn't even need to be a secret, right? You've done nothing wrong. And that's what I really want you to get. And I know, I know, I know it is so much easier said than done, right? And I know that for most of you listening right now, like nobody probably knows that you're suffering. Nobody knows that you have a really big problem. And that in itself causes you to feel shame about the shame. And it makes it worse. But I do want you to know, like, first of all, you're not alone, but also like you are not crazy. You are not a weak-willed individual. You are not unhelpable for sure. And that's really the purpose of this episode. And yes, I'm going to give you some steps to really get into the process of actually healing this and how to go from having it be your dirty little secret to something that no longer carries all this shame. And it's just something that was part of your journey and you just dealt with it, right? But I also just want to acknowledge the elephant in the room for you that, you know, if this is your deepest held secret and nobody knows or the people that do know that you're struggling don't understand that you're really struggling with like the emotional gravity of it and it's it's not about the food, I really want to reiterate, and you'll hear me say it again and again, you're not crazy, you're not alone, but also you don't have to stay stuck, you know, and I know it might feel that way. I know it did for me and it's a big thing that comes up for my clients, but I promise you, you're so not. You you just learned what what I learned, like that whole eat less, move more diet mentality that does keep you a slave to obsession. And, you know, it's a language that if you practice it your whole life, you think that that's just who you are, how it's always going to be. Or you think like that's just what it is to talk about food that way or talk about your body that way. Right. But there is another way. And, and there is a way where you can live with freedom and, and feel permission to um, enjoy your life without feeling like you're going to go off some deep end and a life where you live by choice rather than feel like choices are being made for you or choices are being taken away from you. And you don't have to obsess over food in your body one day longer, but something has to shift in your mindset. And so a lot of women ask me like, okay, Leanne, how do you actually heal this, right? If, if this is what you're saying is true, like what's it look like? And I'm, I'm not gonna ever give you the frilly version of that answer. I'm gonna give you the truth because I wish somebody had told me this a long time ago. So we are going to actually unpack that in depth over the next couple of weeks. Because it's one of those things that if you've been living life like this your whole life or for a very long time, trying not to control what you eat or not be on some sort of diet or, you know, structured mechanism, that can be really flipping scary, right? So we're going to talk about that specifically, like this idea of, hey, I want to stop dieting. I want to cut this toxic cycle out of my life, but I have no idea what that even looks like. And honestly, the alternative of not, like the idea of not being on something, like the alternative to that, it's sounds really scary, right? So we're going to talk about that over the next two weeks. But this is what I want you to know first, okay? If food feels like your dirty little secret, you don't have to share this or declare this with anyone, okay? But it does have to start with you. You can't keep it a secret from yourself any longer. Like you've got to acknowledge that it's a really big problem and get to that point where you're not willing to live like this anymore. And and then and only then can you radically commit to healing it, like not just put Band-Aids on it, right? And, and then go actually rewire your brain. But again, you can't keep this a secret from yourself any longer. You've got to at least acknowledge to yourself that it's a problem, okay? And when you do that, right, when you no longer hold this as a deep, dark, 
secret to yourself, it will no longer feel like a deep, dark secret to others either, right? Still doesn't mean you have to tell anybody, but it's, you'll notice that that shame just kind of dissipates, right? And it'll simply start becoming a part of your story. And eventually, I'll even go as far as saying a proud part, okay? A story of overcoming an accomplishment and triumph and not a shame story. But first, you've got to shift that for yourself because that's something that no one can or no one will do for you. So come back next week where we're going to talk about this idea of I want to stop dieting, but I have no idea what that looks like and not being on something terrifies me. We're going to talk about it over the next two weeks. In the meantime, I'm hoping that today's episode was really just a loving reminder that you're not alone. And again, just overemphasizing you are not crazy and also you don't have to live like this. But also maybe this was a loving wake up call for you, that this is something that's really important to you and very valid. And desiring to heal from this is not only very valid, but very possible. Okay, so that is it for today, Outway. I truly hope you got whatever you needed to hear and that this opened your eyes to something that you weren't seeing. And if you want to learn more about how to turn off the part of your brain that is totally obsessed with food or obsessed with your weight and go rewire your brain for peace and freedom, then head on over to StresslessEating.com and you can sign up to watch the Stressless Eating sneak preview. And I've literally just peeled back the curtain and walked you through the exact strategy I teach my clients to heal themselves from the all or nothing diet mentality for good but without restricting themselves or punishing their bodies and definitely without ever having to use words like macros, low carb, or calorie burn. So it is there for you to access over on stresslesseating.com. And if you like Outweigh, I actually have another podcast here on iHeart where I talk about all of this self-image and body image stuff, but from the perspective of where brain science intersects faith. So it's called What's God Got to Do With It? And you can access it here on iHeart or wherever you get podcasts. So that is it for today. I'm Leanne Ellington, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.